What's up, people? It is Sunday, January 14th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion Podcast. Um, first off, Happy New Year. Hope you are having a good start to the year. Mine has been extremely busy with work. Um, that's something that has not died down, so just keeping busy with that. Uh, the last week of the year between Christmas and New Year's was really quiet around the office and I definitely enjoyed some downtime. Uh, I had to work with me being the newest person on the team. Uh, I chose to work during that time, but it was really quiet. Uh, so I enjoyed that time. But now, since January kicked in, uh, we are back to business as usual. Uh, fortunately, I am off tomorrow for MLK. But uh, it is a short week, so I'm going to be extremely busy uh, the next few days. Um, it has been somewhat of an emotional couple of months. Uh, three of my close friends have lost parents, and uh, two of them have lost parents within the last two weeks, with one of them being today. Uh, one of my really, really good friends lost his father today. Uh, my ex-girlfriend that I'm still close to, she lost her father a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then one of my really, really long-time friends of 20-plus years, she lost her mom on Thanksgiving Day. Um, it is really hard to see people you care about go through something like this. Uh, it is inevitable for all of us. Uh, I've lost my brother and I've lost my uncle who I was really really close to who was like a brother to me but losing a parent is just something different Um, I can say though just from my perspective in all three cases um, the parents were sick and it seems like they were able to say their goodbyes um which to me would be a little better being able to say your goodbyes instead of something happening all of a sudden and you don't have those opportunities. But uh, nevertheless, it's a traumatic experience and you know I just try to be the best friend I can be. Um, my friend in Houston, you know, ever since her mom had passed, uh, I've been reaching out to her and just kind of letting her know that I was here for her. And I hadn't talked to her since until yesterday. Um, I figured that, you know, she was dealing with a lot. I tried not to uh, bombard or overwhelm. I just would send a text message every week or two, just letting her know that, you know, I'm still here. If she needs anything, if she needs to talk, if she needs to cry, uh, whatever it is, just I'm always here. And when we spoke yesterday, um, she was not doing too well, understandably. Uh, I was really concerned because she only has a cousin in Houston, and I was worried about her having a support system near her. Uh, When I moved to Houston several years ago, it's probably been about 12, 13 years when I moved to Houston, she was the person that I moved to Houston with. Um, Her and I worked at the same job and our office here was closing and they gave us the option to move to the corporate office in Houston and her and I were the only two from my office that moved. Um, 
I love her to death. She's like a sister to me. She's family. Um, but it's just hard because her mom lived with her and she's been taking care of her the past couple of years. So I was just really concerned about her emotional state. And fortunately, she is seeking counseling uh, to try to deal with it. Uh, we had a nice conversation. I just listened to her and just reiterated the fact that if she need anything, I'm here. Just reach out anytime, night or day. And that's how I feel about the other ones, too. Uh, I told them just anything you need, let me know. And uh, my ex, her father's uh, celebration of life is this Friday. So I'm taking off part of the day just to go be supportive of that. Um, so anything I can do to try to help or listen or whatever they need, that's just what I want to do. I want to be there for them uh, because these are people I truly care about. Um, so it's been kind of emotional uh, just trying to be, again, the best friend I can be to people I care about. Uh, and you know, I'm on social media quite a bit. My social media is pretty limited to Facebook and TikTok. I don't do Instagram or X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't do those, but I do scroll TikTok and it can be entertaining, but I do have a few pet peeves that I wanted to point out really quickly. Um, what I see a lot, and I try to just scroll past or even block these particular uh, pages. One of my biggest pet peeves, especially on TikTok, is First Amendment auditors and the people that argue with them. And the First Amendment auditor, someone who goes to like a police station, uh, a federally funded building, or just someone that films out in public. Um, because it's a constitutionally protected activity uh, to film out in public. You can film whatever you can see. Uh, government facilities, uh, that aren't restricted, like post offices, even the lobby of the police uh, stations and things like that, is publicly accessible. So you can film legally in those areas. Uh, if you're on the sidewalk, out in front of stores, or whatever the case may be, that's public, uh, as long as you're not on private property. And it's starting to get out of hand, but people who argue with them I think are ridiculous. You know, there are people that, if you're, if I'm walking into a store and I see somebody standing out in front of that store on the sidewalk with the camera filming, I'm just not gonna approach them. Uh, because I think a lot of them are looking for confrontation. And you walk up to them arguing, saying you don't wanna be on camera, you're putting yourself more on camera and then they call the police, the police come, and even the police act like they don't even know it's a lawful activity. And all it does, like I see these people as, you rarely see good interactions posted online, but you will nine times out of 10 see the negative interactions because that's what gets the clicks. So why even entertain it? Just let it go. Uh, police officers get mad about these laws, especially if you go to a police station. 
Um, you know, I've seen a lot of police officers violate people's rights, saying that they can't film, but constitutionally they can. And one thing that irritates me about some police officers not enforcing the laws correctly. So, for instance, in Texas, it is legal to open carry a firearm. I could walk down the street with the AR-15, and it's a law that says I'm able to do that. But I guarantee if I were to do that, I would be stopped. I would probably be uh, held at gunpoint. And it's like, if you don't like the laws, vote against them. Because this is something that had to be approved through our governor and put on a ballot. Uh, Actually, I don't even think that was even put on the ballot. I think it's something the governor signed. And he was proud of that, not having, because uh, this law just went into effect a couple of years ago where you can open carry without a license. So that's something I think the governor signed into law. It was not even anything on the ballot. But don't get mad at the people for abiding by the law. Get mad at the people who approve these laws. Uh, but First Amendment auditors and the people that argue with them, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Uh, another one is people who film themselves opening college admission results. And the reason I say that is because I saw one yesterday, this girl opened, she had applied for multiple colleges, uh, several Ivy Leagues. So Yale was her first choice. She opened Yale first, she got into Yale. I think she applied to like Columbia, she got into that. And then she applied to like a USC or one of the California colleges, USC, UCLA, Stanford, one of those. And she didn't get into it and she got mad. And I'm like, I'm just thinking, you got into your first choice, which was Ivy League. Why are you mad about not getting into like a USC or something? And you see that a lot. Uh, People feel themselves doing just the most mundane things. And my other pet peeve that has really come up recently is like athletes and their commitment announcements. Why do you have to pick up four or five different hats of schools you know you're not going to? Just say where you're going and get it over with. Why pick up five or six different hats? And it's just, to me, it's a waste of time, but that's just my opinion. And I'm not hating. I'm happy for these people who, uh, even with the college, I am thrilled that you get accepted. But why do you need to film it? Just tell us the results if you want to post that. Uh, And with the football players or the athletes, just tell us where you're going. Why go through the the, uh, process of picking up all of these hats you know you're not going to. Uh, And that's been going on for years and years. And I just, I try to avoid those and keep scrolling anyway because I don't really keep up with high school sports like that. But those are just a couple of pet peeves that just kind of stood out over the past uh, few months because I've seen more and more of those. Uh, last week, Congress held a hearing to determine if Hunter Biden should be held in contempt of court for not complying with the subpoena. Uh, the interesting part about that was Hunter Biden showed up and was willing to testify. He's always been willing to testify in public and not in a closed door deposition. Reason being, 
Republicans lie. Uh, one thing happens in the deposition, they come out and give their narrative or lie about what was said in that deposition, and it may take six to eight months before the transcripts of that deposition is actually released, so it's hard to fact check what was actually said. So they basically just get to come out and lie. It's just like when Trump goes to court and there are no cameras in the court. During a break or after that day's session, he will come out and give his perspective of what happened. And a lot of it are just lies or exaggerations of what was said. So Hunter Biden said he would testify publicly. He had no issue with that. Well, in this particular hearing, uh, the Democrats really pressed Republicans saying that there are at least five members of this same committee who defied a subpoena last year for the January 6th hearings. So how can you hold Hunter Biden, who's not a member of Congress, uh, in contempt, and you have your own members of Congress in contempt as well? That just shows their hypocrisy. And none of them actually addressed the fact that members of that committee did not comply with the lawful subpoena. Um, it's just ridiculous. They spent over a year investigating Hunter Biden and this whole laptop story. They have the laptop. Nothing has come of it. Even when you had the January 6th hearings, there were a lot of people indicted and sent to jail after that. Not a lot of the right people, in my opinion, because uh, I think there are people in Congress that should have been held accountable and uh, indicted as well. That still may be coming. We don't know. But the fact that you're trying to hold someone in contempt and you've done the exact same thing with no uh, repercussions is actually absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and then part of their investigation is... Um, Joe Biden receiving money from foreign governments. They're trying to tie that in through Hunter Biden. Well, actual documented proof came out last week. It was uncovered that there's actual documented proof that Trump took millions of dollars while he was in office from foreign governments. And Trump actually admitted to that in a town hall last week. And what they're claiming Biden did was when he was out of office. But there's actual proof and documented proof that Trump took money from foreign governments while he was in office. And again, he admitted to it um, in a town hall and nothing from the right, just crickets. Um, our system has been made a mockery of. Uh, our judicial system has been made a mockery of. Our uh, political system has been made a mockery of. And it is going to be hard to restore the faith and confidence in anything we do going forward. All because of one person. He started this um, and it has just been blown out of proportion. Uh, I don't think we will ever get back to any sense of normalcy in my lifetime. Our democracy is at stake, um, but there's not going to be any trust in anything governmental. 
the rest of my life, I don't think. Uh, all because of this one dude has basically ruined the judicial system as well as the political system. Um, and also, the state of Illinois apparently asked all candidates to sign a pledge saying that they won't advocate to overthrow the government uh, for the, to be on the primary ballot, and Trump refused to sign it. That says a lot. Um, but he's already said that he's going to weaponize the DOJ to go against his enemies, political opponents, the same thing he's accusing Biden and his administration of doing. Um, but what's stupid about the whole presidential immunity defense is if the Supreme Court says that the president has immunity, that means Biden doesn't have to go anywhere then. He can do whatever he wants. And Trump made a statement about, you know, if the president doesn't have immunity, he can't do his job. So you mean you could, because somebody asked his lawyer last week uh, in one of the hearings saying that the president, if the president has immunity, does that mean he can order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival? And they basically said yes. That's just ridiculous. So I'm just sick of it all. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of this whole situation that we're in. But, you know, this is just the reality of where we are at this point. It's just unlike anything I ever would have thought. But it's not surprising because of who it involves. But the level it's gotten to now is just crazy. Uh, And then the biggest thing over the past couple of weeks was the club Shay Shay interview with Cat Williams. Uh, Cat Williams went on the rant about several uh, other comedians and, of course, Kevin Hart, Steve Harvey, Ricky Smiley, many other names were mentioned. Uh, it's annoying. Cat has done this before and went on this whole apology tour, uh, apologizing to Kevin Hart and all these other people. I'm not even sure what you gain out of that. Cat has his audience. He has his fans. He, um, you know, he sells out arenas, things of that nature. But I don't see the need to go in and just continue to bash other people for what they have, and to call like Kevin Hart an industry plant, as if people have not seen Kevin Hart's grind year after year. Uh, Kevin Hart accepted a lot of movies. He's been in I don't know how many movies because he accepted those roles. And I just don't understand why you get mad at what other people have accomplished. Now, I'm not in the industry. I don't know anything about industry plants. But, like, somebody with Kevin Hart, he's been around for a long time, and you've seen his grind. Um, So I think from the outside looking in, he's earned where he is. Uh, The thing with Steve Harvey, stealing jokes and whatever issues he had with Bernie Mac, Bernie's gone now. I think it's just time to to move on from that. But the irritating part is, again, when somebody like Cat Williams goes in uh, on other comedians, again, you have people jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, I never liked uh, Kevin Hart. He was never been funny. 
I've never liked Steve Harvey and things of that nature. Uh, Gary Owen, who's a white comedian, but the majority of his his supporters are black. Um, and I've been to a couple of his shows, and he's been extremely funny every time I've seen him. But in his podcast, he had made a comment uh, that he worked for the Steve Harvey talk show for a short period of time. And he ended up leaving because he did not feel like he was being utilized properly or, or he was being underutilized. And he specifically said it wasn't Steve Harvey, it was the producers. And he doesn't even think Steve Harvey knows why he even left. But then other people start coming out after the Cat Williams interview saying that, uh, see, even uh, Gary Owen said that Steve did him dirty. And it's just people didn't even obviously didn't even hear the entire podcast they just take a short clip or narrative and just run with it uh and cat williams he gave his perspective that doesn't mean it's the truth he just gave his his perspective on the situation but people take his word as fact and people don't do their own research they just take these short clips and run with it and take it as gospel truth and that's a lot of the issues we have now is people listen to one thing don't fact check anything and just run with it Uh and that's one of the bad things about social media too because people can put anything out on social media and they run with it Uh, and even with that uh, there's a parody I think Twitter account where uh, Caleb Williams, he's the quarterback of USC. He's projected to be the first pick in the NFL draft. Um, It said that, this parody account said that Caleb Williams and his team has said if the Chicago Bears don't trade the first pick, he's not going to play for them. Now, apparently, Caleb Williams has never said anything like that, but nobody bothered to fact check. Now you see that quote circulating around and it's not even real so that's how quickly misinformation gets out there Um, because nobody's willing to fact check they just hear a headline and just run with it Uh, and another thing that I wanted to talk about last time that I forgot about was I don't understand why people still go to um, Anita Baker concerts or uh, Lauren Hill concerts. They have been notorious for being late, uh, giving a really bad performance or a short performance. Uh, and not too long ago, Lauren Hill blamed her fans for being late and then told them, you're lucky I even came. Lauren Hill has not had a hit since early 2000s. She's only had, what, one album and the one independent album of her own and then the album with the Fugees. I don't, if you know somebody's notoriously late or gives bad performances, why even continue to support them? I just don't get that. And you've wasted your money, you've gotten all dressed up, and then she's two hours late, and you know this is her uh, reputation, but you still go. I personally, I just don't get it. And then finally... Dallas Cowboys just got beat down by the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the game was 
worse than what the final score ended up being because Dallas got some garbage points at the end. Um, I'm not surprised. I'm not mad. I'm a Cowboys fan, but after 20-plus years, I know what to expect from them. You know, they have this good regular season. Dak, they had MVP talks about Dak and uh, defense was highly rated, offense was highly rated, but none of that means a lot to me until you do it in the playoffs. I think they said the Cowboys have only had four playoff wins in the past 27 years. So I'm used to them choking in the playoffs. Um, and I see people mad, getting all upset, blood pressure getting high. I'm like, it's just a game. I don't trip over a game. And it goes back to the people who take this stuff so serious to where, you know, when they refer to a team, they say, we, we did this. And it's like, you don't play. You're not a part of the team. That's just, that's another pet peeve is people that say we, when referring to sports teams. Because you don't play for them. You don't get paid uh, to be on this team. But, and I saw a clip of, I think it was Bengals and Pittsburgh fans. This Bengals fan was walking through a crowd of Pittsburgh fans, and this Pittsburgh fan told him, I hate you, your team sucks. His comeback was, get a membership, dude, a gym membership. And the dude turned around like he was going to fight. That kind of stuff is just so stupid to me. Even my ex in Houston, she's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, and... I try to be supportive. I bought her Pittsburgh Steeler stuff. But, like, she has a Pittsburgh Steeler logo tattooed on her foot. And she saw a dude with a cowboy jacket on. She told him his jacket was ugly. Just dumb. It's just dumb to be that obsessed or involved over a football team that you don't have anything to do with. Um, again, this is my opinion. If you're a diehard fan for a team, good for you. I think it's stupid when you're not, you don't know anybody on the team, or you don't get paid by the team. That's just that kind of obsession is just dumb to me. Uh, and when you let something like that affect your day and your mood, that's even worse. Uh, getting to the verbal middle finger for this week, um, it goes to it's an apartment complex in Cook County. Um, they started boarding up windows and doors of this low-income apartment building. The problem is, people were still in the apartments. They took the doorknobs off, boarded the doors, boarded the windows with people still in there. And I don't understand how anybody could do that. Um, so they had to get, you know, people to come out and rescue these people. And the problem is they also had already paid their rent for the month. And this was early in the month. Um, so they lost their money on the rent. And then they got trapped in their own apartment. So the fact that they would even do that, you get the rubber metal finger for that. And then the quote of the week is, sometimes there's no next time. No second chances or no time out. Things change. Friends leave, and life doesn't stop for anybody. Uh, and that's kind of a perfect quote based on what I said earlier about, you know, my friend's parents died. Um, 
We just don't know when it's going to be our time. So take advantage of every day. Um, try not to have any hatred in your heart. Don't hold grudges. And tell the people you love that you love them because you don't know if you'll ever be able to say that again. So that is it for this week. Thank you for listening. God bless. Peace.